Glamour. Glitz. Tuxedos. Loose birds. It's the first annual Transmissionese, celebrating one solid season of Tales from the Dark Side, as told by us. Transmissions from the Dark Side. And all the stars are out tonight in the Dark Side, Matt. Well, let's take a look at the red carpet. Who do we got out there, Jen? Why, we've got Victor Garber weeping his way down the red carpet. Why, looky-loo, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Why, look at that. Bud Cord is carrying himself in a horse-drawn carriage. Matt, who do you see? I'm, is that Christian Slater with, it, a, with a clip-on tie? A it is young, a young Christian, Christian Slater. Slater! Carried in the mouth of a young Brent Spiner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny Aiello is coming filled with a brow of sweat. He's not the only one. Carol Kane looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> looks like her agent made her come tonight. Ooh, it's, it's, I know this category is going to be here tonight. It's who's your gooch? <laughs> All the Agnes Gooches are out in style. Well, let's get inside before the awards take us away. This oh. way, folks. Hold it. Is that a man who's living in the sunlit world? My God, of what he believes to be reality. But there is... Unseen by most. Why, it's an underworld. A place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's a dark side. <gasps> Come on in, everyone. And welcome to the Transmissionies. Trans we were going to call it the Missionaries, but we, that position was filled. <laughs> uh, dad jokes. I can cut it out. No, no, keep it. I want... I want them to know what you did. <laughs> Show them where it all went apart. Guys, we made it through an entire season of Tales from the Dark Side. Kudos to you if you have been on this mission with us this whole time. Uh, we've seen the dizzying highs and the staggering lows and many creamy middles. 24 episodes that made us question, did someone write this? <laughs> Well, let's get it underway. So so tonight, rather than reviewing an episode, we're going to just go back over the episodes that we've seen on and, uh, and dole out some awards. Yep. I am Matt. I am Jen. And I am Matt. And we are your hosts, solidly. Yes, officially. Officially, the three of us come together for this, our first award show. And I must say, you guys look really handsome tonight. I've never seen you in tuxedos. Well, we went to uh, we went to Jacobson's earlier today. Oh, that's great! Yeah, <laughs> we went to the young men's department, and we were we said, "Do us up, the sky's the limit," and they were like, yeah, "Go next door, <laughs> go see my neighbor, <laughs> go see my neighbor," and I was like, "All right," and that's where President Tuxedos was. <laughs> if we return him by midnight, it's just called a lend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. No, Jen, your gown is beautiful. Thank you. It's made out of loose birds and peanut butter cups. I see that. It is seems to be held together by an assortment of glass menagerie 
that can only be called filled with liquid. They're tears. Oh. Improv, improv, improv. Improv, improv, improv. <laughs> yes. And? Yes. But? Uh, let's get these underway, man. All right. First, uh, first award. Best trope. All right. Uh, never has a show had more tropes. More things that it falls back on. Again and again and again. So I think we're going to, are we going to vote on a winner right now? Is that what we're going to do? I think that's do? what we're going to have to do. Well, I think we have to, let's I mean, logic, we'll, we'll logic it out. Okay. All right. So the nominees for best trope are The Haunted Info Dump, Mysterious Wind, Birds, and Talking to No One. All right. Now, these are four powerful cat, uh, four powerful nominees. Yeah. And they have made appearance after appearance after appearance. The haunted info dump is ostensibly in every episode, right? You know, I would I would argue that the mysterious wind is probably in everyone as well. At least everyone that I have seen. Sure. Um, I think the only one, and I hate to do it, but I think the only one that has not been in every episode is birds. Yeah. Yeah, are we I mean, but are we saying that they have to be in every one to be the winner? Is it is well, but it if we're a gonna logic if we're quality? gonna logic if we're gonna logic our way out of this though, then don't we kind of have to sort of eliminate birds? Because I I think that the the haunted info dump and uh talking to no one. Oh yeah, they are <laughs> Matt has a point. I love birds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I, sure. I done, I done it again. <laughs> I love birds. Right. I love that we've had three episodes that have pet birds immediately in them. And then it gave us the gift of loose the birds. The assortment of loose birds, right. Yes. But if I have to say the first one that has to go, birds is the one that has to go. By But by quantity by appearance by number of appearance in episodes not by the the quality of joy the trope brought to it well i guess trope well, because i i because I, th- I think that really birds is more of just um something that appears not necessarily a trope right for this yeah once again you're listening to bird talk <laughs> burden around burden around um, All right, so haunted info dump, mysterious wind, and talking to no one. Okay, because I think I think that the the other three really are parts of episodes or are indications of something, harbingers mm-hmm. of something, right? Um, I would, you know, I would really have to uh, have to argue that it would just be haunted info dump and. Uh, I want to see it go to Mysterious Wind because I feel like that's our dark horse. You know, I love Mysterious Wind. (laughs) I love how serious we are all taking this. The transmission needs are not for the weak of heart. No. No, no. The reason why I love Mysterious Wind is whenever it's used in the episode... Something batshit stupid's about to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Which in my which steals my heart. Like I think about painkiller 
Mysterious wind happens. We see a doctor outside of a window <laughs> floating in a tree. Right. Or, or I think of for mysterious wind. I think of the odds when, uh, oh. when uh, Goofus and Gallant show up. <laughs> uh, uh, spy versus spy. They show up in their black and white suit. Um, yes. And mysterious wind is the only one I think of as positive. Whereas the haunted info dump is is just necessity, and talking to no one is just those monologues are irritating as shit. Yeah, talking to no one, although used constantly in this ep- in these episodes, right. every time it happens, we all write, "Who are you talking to?" Right. Whereas mysterious wind is just that; it's mysterious wind. <laughs> you know what? I'm voting mysterious wind. I am also voting for Mysterious Wind. I, too, vote for Mysterious Wind. It is a landslide victory. (laughs) Give me a second and I'll make (laughs) Accepting the award on behalf of Mysterious Wind is Matt Robes. Jeez. I I wasn't expecting this. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't write anything. <laughs> yeah. Our next category. Our next category is best gooch. <laughs> uh, this is an award that goes to uh, the best actress in uh, in <laughs> Andy Mame. Who also happened to be in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Season one. You might think to yourself, I'm surprised that any actress was also in this. But but two. There were two different anti-mames. Uh, one, uh, one in the movie Anti-Mame with Rosalind Russell, which was uh, the episode Painkiller. Uh, Peggy Cass, the wife Nadine, uh, was Agnes Gooch, one. And then Agnes Gooch, two, in Mame, starring Lucille Ball, was uh, was also Agnes Gooch. Uh, and the actress's name is Jane Connell. Grandma's Last Wish. Grandma's Last Wish. All right. I think this one, for me, is pretty straightforward. It's Painkiller. It's Painkiller. Well, here's the thing. I think, I think the acting was better in Grandma's Last Wish from Jane Connell. But I think as the performance of Agnes Gooch goes... The the better performance was in was Peggy Cass is a better gooch. Matt, who's your gooch? <laughs> uh, um well, considering that I was really only only present for one of the gooches, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with the gooch I know versus the gooch I don't, right? Well that's <laughs> you gotta that's, stick with yeah. the gooch you know. <laughs> yeah. So that would be uh, that would be the grandma's last wish. That's gooch. grandma's last wish, yep. Gooch. Uh, I am going for. I'm giving it to Peggy Cass. <coughs> Peggy Cass gets my vote for painkiller. Matt Noss, you're the tiebreaker. God, who's my Gooch? Peggy Cass is my Gooch. The winner of best Gooch, Peggy Cass. It's not old yet. <laughs> Accepting this award for Peggy Cass, Jen Hansen. 
I've never been a gooch myself, but I come from a long line of gooches. And now Matt Rose with the next award. The next award is for best maid and or assistant. Great. And the nominees are Mimi and Peter from If the Shoes Fit. Jenny the Irish Maid from I'll Give You a Million. And the secretary from It All Comes Out in the Wash. Who we're just calling secretary. She had a name, but I don't remember. I don't remember it either. We did no additional research. (laughs) Coming up with these, these, this list was enough. I want to give Mimi and Peter the award because that episode is so bad. But then I don't want to reward that episode. It's not like Bo Gums himself was that miserable of a person, whereas the secretary, from what all comes out in the wash, really just had to deal with a terrible human being. Right. And on a daily basis, and this guy was constantly changing his clothes and and making gross comments and stuff and just, I don't know, just... But didn't uh, Bo Gums give a sweet honk to Mimi? Yeah. Well, he yes, he did. He did. He did. Um, but we don't even we, we don't even know what um what the the guy from it all comes out in the wash did when the cameras weren't rolling, right? Yeah, that guy seemed pretty disgusting. Yeah. 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 Do I'm, you think I'm throwing in a vote right now uh, for my dark horse, which is Jenny, the Irish maid uh, from I'll Give You a Million. Do you think? Do you think the actress who played Jenny was actually Irish? I don't think so. Then I'm giving it to her because her her accent was on point. Um, you recreated her accent fairly spot on in that episode. If you could give us a taste, boy, oh boy, I'd be grateful. Oh, Mr. Noss, it's terrible. The young sir, he won't come downstairs because he's died. Oh, man, that is someone who is helpful. Yep. And powerful. And she cared. She cared in a way that I don't, I think Mimi, Peter, and the secretary from It All Comes Out in the Wash were just cashing a check. Well, I think, I don't even think that uh, Peter and, and Mimi were cashing a check. I think that they were kind of just messing with their guests yeah. at that point. Yeah, can we talk about Mimi eating that apple again? That episode, that, and I know I wasn't here you know for what? it. That disqualifies her right there. She took a bite of an apple and then left it there the entire episode in for someone else to find. In a basket of apples. In a basket, well, of fruit. I, mean, there, I think there was more than just apples, but. That episode was so offensive as a plus-size woman. Uh, just the treatment of poor Mimi and just having a wacky fat maid in there it's like oh so gross just so poorly treated and it was i mean it just also short guys mm-hmm. get get made fun of too they get the shaft in this one. yeah yeah i mean it, basically if if you're not bow gums yeah you're not like an old white male you kind of you kind of get a dick punch in this one yeah death to the patriarchy 
I mean, that's all we've been trying to say in transmissions for again the and again and again. <laughs> I'm giving my vote to Jenny, the Irish maid. I'm going to Jenny, the Irish maid. Matt I'm Rose. not, not going to fight it. I'm not going to fight it. The winner of best maid and or assistant is Jenny, the Irish maid. This is such an incredible, uh, an incredible gift, and I just so appreciate it. I wish my master was here to see it. Oh, I'll get paid off, or I'll just, I'll sweep up. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> so dumb. No, thanks for sticking with us in minute ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only seventy-nine categories to go. <laughs> We may have overdone it on the category. <laughs> Our next category, best art. The nominees are the Nagel art in Snip Snip, the Nagel art and Penis Woman art, plus Black Velvet from Bigelow's Last Smoke, those ducks from Gin No Chaser, Dollhead Room from The Madness Room, and it's off to space camp, Mookie and Pookie. Now, this is a wide category because we had a lot of amazing art this season. We really did. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a visual tour de force. Well, there's... <laughs> That's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm not sure what tour de force means. If, if by tour de force you mean they probably went to garage sales. <laughs> well, they for Snip Snip, they made... Two numerology charts. Yeah. <laughs> For six 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 six. And six 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 six, 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 six seven. seven. That uh, that penis art. That penis art from Bigelow's Last Smoke is an all timer. That did you see that, Matt? I did not see it. No, I actually until I see it, I. I'm afraid that I can't really make a decision. I, I feel like I should draw it because I don't know how to I find that. I almost online. feel like we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take we'll be right back. It won't seem like any time to you. I'll probably just cut it. So we reviewed the footage. And uh All right. Bit of a technicality. Technicality, there is not any nagel art. But there is absolutely a penis art. Oh, yep. it is absolutely 100% a wang. I mean, I as soon as I saw it, there was no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what it was. There is a black velvet-esque poster. There's swans. There seems to be a painting of like a, like a scenery, a panoramic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that going as... That is just a penis. It's a straight up wing ado. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to laugh at the ducks from Gin No Chaser. The ducks, because they were. Wha- <clears throat> I don't understand why the ducks were there, why he was a duck collector. Was it just, it was like just a wacky detail. Yeah. About this funny guy. And then all the, um, all the space campy. Like I like science posters that were in uh, Mookie and Pookie. Mookie, to see, I'm gonna, I am going to have to go with it's off to space camp because I don't even know if they had to go to a store to buy those. 
George Romero probably went to a doctor's office and there was a kid's magazine that had like Commodore 64, the wave of the future, and then just ripped it out, put it in a frame, put it on the wall. His Ranger Ricks were full of... (laughs) (laughs) It was the space issue of Ranger Rick. (laughs) All right. I hear your argument for Mookie and Pookie. I would say that there is probably one of the best uses of art. Mm Mm-hmm. In that with the um, the Hell 9000 homage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was in the hallway. I liked that. But that Wang. I, that yeah, is, that is a good point. It. That is a good point. I... But do we want to celebrate Bigelow's last smoke? <laughs> <laughs> That's It's an awful episode. It's one of our worst. But so is Mookie and Pookie. Oh, yeah. But which one? Hey, we we have not talked about the doll head room, the madness room from the madness room. Yeah, and I liked I liked. I know that you guys were kind of mixed on the madness room, but I actually kind of liked the madness room, short of a few choice details. But yeah. um, just the the doll head room. I, I I think that seeing dolls used that way for the past twenty some years. I'm sure in the mid 80s when that came out, that was probably like, what? But Mm -hmm. after being exposed to that. Kind of played out. It just lost any and all meaning. Sure. Um, Whereas it's off to space camp to me has kind of a of a. um, Nostalgic feel just because I remember um, going to friends houses that were that were nerds. Mm hmm. And they had that kind of stuff up on the they wall. They had the solar system on the wall. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Got, that's just, Wang. There were a lot of ducks, though. <laughs> like, do you remember how many ducks there were? There were like eight ducks. Were there eight <laughs> there ducks? There were a lot of ducks. God, I hated that episode. I, well, it was still the worst one. I was still, that was the episode that almost broke this podcast. <laughs> we, I gave up. I muscled through. Yeah. Thank God for Matt. Uh, All right. Snip, snip. Is it off the table? Yeah. So snip, snip's off the table. All right. Which leaves us with, okay, the ducks. Are they off the table? Or no, Madness Room's off the table. I say Madness Room is off the table. Yeah, Madness Room's off the table. So we've got... Mookie and Pookie. Bigelow. And and Uh, the ducks and Jinno Chaser. So we're down to ducks, penis art, space camp. Uh, it's like, how do you pick between your three favorite children? <laughs> they're all so different. And they're my three favorite. There's one, obviously, I don't love. I have four children. Right. Right. But it's the three favorite, and I can't choose. It's a real Sophie's choice. I... I guess. Yes. Um... <laughs> Bigelow's last smoke, besides the wang, has that black velvet. It has the uh, the force perspective yeah. of the uh, really terrible smoke alarm. That was pretty funny. Which, which was filled with uh, solo cups. <laughs> so, so this is the best art that we've best seen. Best art. So are we talking best piece of art or best... 
like art direction of the scene. Because oh. if it's like best art direction of the scene, it goes to Mookie and Pookie for Space Camp for creating a kid's room that looks like a kid's room. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. But if it's <clears throat> best best piece of art, then I think it's the penis poster from Bigelow's Last Smoke. That's a good point. I didn't I didn't know if this was art or art direction. Right. Well, now it's two awards, and they both go independently. (laughs) (laughs) You know I have I know. I just want to keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Mookie and Pookie, for best art direction, and Bigelow's Last Smoke for its wang picture for best art. Give Pookie the trophy. (laughs) Smoking stinks. All right, right around this time, we are going to go to just a conversation. We're going to get back to the awards in just a minute. Um, But I wanted us to talk about who was, what was the worst use of a good actor in in, uh, Tales from the Dark Side season one? Hmm. For me, I think it's um, um, what's her name? Who's so cute? Uh, Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Carol Kane is she's adorable. She's she's at her like this is her peak like Broadway. Oh, like really? she's doing all sorts of stuff at this time. She's yeah. Wait, no, that's Bernadette Peters. Just kidding. But Carol Kane is also really cute. <laughs> and they both have curly hair. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's Kareem <clears throat> Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. He, in an episode, he's in Jin No Chaser. Mm-hmm. He's the genie. He gives the best line read of season one. That's going to my that gets a, a special award for best best line of the season, yeah. Which is the, the incomparable, incomparable Lena, Lena Horn. Horn. God, that was funny. I don't know if that no, it was just really funny. I didn't know if it was extra funny because it was such an unexpectedly hilarious thing in a terrible, terrible episode that was just making me so mad I wanted to turn it off. <laughs> No, I, I I was there with you. Yeah. You hated it so much. He's uh so he was the genie trapped in the lamp and he's he's talking about all the wonders of the world that he's seen. The pyramids, the Sydney Opera House, the incomparable Lena Horn. Oh, I don't know, it's just so good. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar feels like like Fantasy Island stunt casting. Whereas Carol Kane feels like a real actress who's yeah. just wasted. I'm I'm gonna go with with Jen on that one, um, but I'm still, and I think it's it's pretty obvious what I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna go with James Hong. Well, you're a Hong head, yeah, for sure. I absolutely 100. percent They had James Hong, a guy who has like I think 600 entries, yeah, on IMDb, and uh, it was just, hey. Uh, Thanks for doing the laundry. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is that is bullshit. But you know, it's I mean, it's it's only David Lopan. Yeah. Okay. Um 
Any other notable misuses of talent? Danny Aiello. But, I like that episode, But that episode's though. not bad. And I liked him in it. Like, and I mean, they, it might have been a little beneath him. But they gave him a lot to do. Yeah. Well, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We double teamed Matt pretty hard on that. <laughs> hey. Jesus. Well, okay, so I haven't been... I haven't been part of as many bad episodes mm-hmm. as you guys have. So that one still, you know, I mean, you guys have seen so many worse ones. And that was the first one I did, right? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you'll have to you'll have to cut me a little slack. Um, I feel like we need to just pause and spend a couple hours watching some real stingers with me. <laughs> I don't want to watch them again. I'm never watching these shows again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Victor Garber, he, he, man, come on, tear collector. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, also the the main woman in tear collector. Oh oh right oh, right, uh, right right. Uh, right. Susie Bannon, yep, whatever yep, 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 her yep, yep. her name is, the actress mm-hmm. from Suspiria. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get back into the awards with weirdest food choice. <laughs> there uh, were more options than I would have thought for this category. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the first one. Okay. Poop soup from anniversary dinner. Olives aplenty from uh, Grandma's Last Wish. Finally, loose peanut butter cups from Word Processor of the Gods. Now I gotta say my odds on favorite is poop soup from anniversary <laughs> from anniversary dinner. We had watching anniversary dinner. So so anniversary dinner, the uh the hitchhiker is episode ends and the hitchhiker is is being stewed alive in a hot tub as as the family throws in uh all the ingredients for and soup. the wine and the everything yeah. for soup. But she's still wearing a bathing suit and hasn't been... Gutted. Gutted. I mean, it's it's the classic person in a pot. Yeah. Um, like, that's that's how the episode ends. And it was, yeah, so it's pretty gross. And immediately, once the episode finished, we both looked at each other and like... That would be nothing but poop. There'd be soup. so much poop in that water. <laughs> there, no, seriously. Yeah. You could boil that forever. It, well, and I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that she's wearing like a, a bathing suit. That's not going to keep it out after. No, a while. no, no. That's not going to. That's, that's still going to. You're in water. Yeah, it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. And then you got gross skin and hair and makeup. Ugh. Oh. So that's my hands-on favorite. But we gotta talk about these goddamn olives yeah. again. Oh my god, Grandma and her, and these are the most disgusting looking olives. Yeah, and I, I love olives. I eat olives more than I should. Yeah, and they're delicious. They are. They're fantastic. And you know what is funny is that olives come in more than just one color. Yeah, but you'd never know it from these olives because they were spray painted the same dead ass green, just. Gross, right? And Grandma can't get enough of them, and I don't get it. She get is popping olives. She, it's so olives aplenty from Grandma's last wish. You were, yeah. Matt was just talking about how the olives looked. They're gross. They are gross. disgusting. 
Uh, finally, the loose peanut butter cups from Word Processor of the Gods was just so weird. Yeah, was it a bowl of peanut butter cups? It was a bowl of peanut butter cups that had been unwrapped. What? Like a full like salad bowl full of loose peanut butter cups. Not what like f- not like individually wrapped like Halloween ones. No, no, no. I know I Yeah. Out of the wrapper. What? Thank you. What? Yeah. That I so, Why would you why would you do that? So much stuff can touch those peanut butter cups that you don't even know is touching yeah, them. And they wouldn't stay fresh. Why would you Well, we I mean, keep in mind that we don't know how much they're eating peanut butter cups. Right, there right. were like three dozen peanut butter cups in this container. That okay, so I'm I'm not gonna lie that I have seen a person eat um <laughs> A 12-pack of full-size peanut butter cups in one day. Okay. Is that person you? That person's you. (laughs) (laughs) In college, college you did that. And I was like, how did you do that? And you said, I don't know. I have a fast metabolism. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I sure did. Uh, Memories. I I tried to give you uh, like uh, uh, an out on that and just say I saw somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So poop soup is gross. It's gross. But I don't know. I I, I think just weirder is the olives or the loose peanut butter cups. Those were such a... I think the weirder is the olives because there's a few things we don't know. And one of them is how many... Peanut butter cups a day they're eating. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, hey, they're peanut butter cups. Even if they're really bad, they're still not going to be that bad, right? They're still going to be okay. But a bowl of all brand chased with a fistful of olives. Looking olives. So the olives were just some weird little thing that grandma happened to love, right? Seemed like it. Seemed like grandma had this weird thing where she just loved olives. Whereas... Loose and and the, they were sort of part of the plot that grandma like they wouldn't get her the olives they wouldn't open the olives for her olives Something sort of played with, into yeah, it. Yeah. Loose a bowl of loose peanut butter cups was just set into a scene like it was a normal thing like no one was hmm. supposed to bat an eye at these loose peanut butter cups. That right. is that is kind of mysterious now that I think about it. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <sighs> mysterious yeah. peanut butter cups. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, did, Those did olives somebody, were disgusting. They were they were so gross. But, um, it was, but it was it was the combination of olives with every meal. Yeah. Well, because there was uh, what didn't it go like coffee, orange juice, all brand, and olives? Like that is a fucked yeah. up. Breakfast. And milk. Don't forget milk and olives. Oh oh god no. That huge pot of coffee. Ugh. All right, I could I could move over to olives. Matt, you gotta, you gotta, you you gotta help us out here. Uh, I don't. I, uh, I'm close. I'm close on it. Give me a second. Okay. Here, here's where I am right now. I think you're right. Poop soup is is just gross. Mm -hmm. But I also think about them handling meat throughout that episode, right? And how nonchalant they were. Where at one point he picks some up and he thumbs it. Yeah. Which was just weird. It's tough. Yeah. But that, again, is just more gross. Yeah. It wasn't like he picked it up raw, 
thumbed it and then put it in his mouth. The peanut butter cups being unwrapped is odd. But pairing olives with everything is weird. All right, olives. Olives. And the winner of weirdest food choice goes to Olives Aplenty from Grandma's Last Wish. My name is Luigi. I'm an Italian stereotype. I make it to olives. Uh, thank you so much for this. What we already? Next up, a category that on no other show should be a category. <laughs> what the shit that we have four entrances into this that we could think of? The nominees for best bird are Lucifer in Snip Snip. The roommate's b- bird in The Tear Collector. The bird of the jerk, <laughs> and it all comes out in the wash. What was the name of that bird? He gave it like a bull- he, eagle. Or oh yeah, the yeah it was like oh, a parakeet yeah. named Eagle. Yeah, yeah, something, something. And loose birds from I said levitation, levitation. Oh, levitation had the loose birds. Okay, because they were birds in the sky. <laughs> No, I thought that there was like a parrot on a stick or oh, like, like a, for a magic trick. An African gray. Or okay, uh, all right. I thought you just meant like birds in the sky. No. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, when I said this loose, whole time. that's when I said loose birds. That's immediately where you went. Where it's like, right. aren't all birds that loose. aren't in cages yeah. loose? Yes, is the answer to that. So every other episode had loose birds somewhere. So for this category, are we only talking about the loose birds in Levitation, or are we talking about loose birds in every other episode? Every other episode. Okay, great. (laughs) (sighs) My gut reaction is Tear Collector. And the reason why is because that was, it looked like a robotic bird. Yeah. It kind of did. But snip snip, didn't the bird look like it was stapled to the perch? Oh God, yeah. It looked like didn't it look like a stuffed sock that was well, just stapled to the perch? You could tell in snip snip that they used a live bird for half of it. Yeah. And a stuffed bird for the other half. It was like <laughs> close ups. They used a wide they used they used a live bird for the wide shots. For and coverage. a sock for close ups. Yep. Which is not the way I would do it. <laughs> a sock for close ups. What do you think, Lucifer? <laughs> well, let's walk in the hallway and maybe you'll tell us. <laughs> Collecting tears. But the bird that was most threatened was the one, and it all comes out in the wash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, not just that though, but like constantly nagged too. I mean, that that guy was just mean to that bird. Yes, like, that guy was. Look, yeah, he was going to kick that bird. What did he threaten the bird? He said something. Oh, I can't remember. Was he going to take all his? He called it a slob, and was he going to take it all a his slob. feathers? Yeah, or something. He yeah, he was just. There's no reason to be mean to a bird no. like that, man. Don't don't do that. Oh my god, you guys. 
what an upset. Best bird is going to the dogs of Dog Alley. What? <laughs> a stunning upset pulled out by the dogs, the dogs of Dog Alley. <laughs> Already? That was unexpected. What a twist. It's about as good a twist as came in like seven episodes of this <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. show. <laughs> uh, all right. We should probably end on this one, but we'll keep going. How best, long have we been going? Uh, who knows? Oh, okay. Best episode. I mean, this should be the last oh, award. Oh, okay. Do you want to come back to this? Uh, yeah, let's come back to it. Okay. I thought you meant we should stop recording. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, well, there's more. All right. I want to talk about this one. Okay. Most incomprehensible use of a phone. We said throughout this series that... The creators and, and and directors do not know, and the actors, no one knows how a phone works. <laughs> I think my favorite, so so the most un- incomprehensible use of a phone was every episode. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't even pick one. <laughs> I think my favorite, oh, it's so tough. I think my favorite is Painkiller. When Harvey is on the phone. Oh, God. And he gets the news My about wife, his wife. Nadine, an accident, <laughs> the street, in the middle, a car, the hospital, dead, come to the hospital. <laughs> because Next my again, wife. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> Just like. Oh, boy. Hire one more actor for the other side of the phone call. We had, in that episode, we had an actress on the other side of a different phone call. So We totally did. But can you imagine the person on the other end of that line being like, Hi, Mr. Mr. Whatever Your Name Is. Uh, We have news about your wife. Yeah, your wife. Yeah, she was... (laughs) Yes. Yes, She was hitting the road. Yes, the road. Yes, the road. All right. Well, she got hit by a car. Yeah, a car. (laughs) So, so for me, I think that is, that might be the oddest phone call. Even though we had several phone-centric episodes. I don't know. I, for, uh, for, it all comes out in the wash. There were a couple different scenes of people, of, of the dude using a phone. Yeah. Where... Out of nowhere, he just opens a drawer and there's a fucking phone in there. Yeah. Oh, there was no a loose cab- phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No cable. No nothing. Just picks up the phone and just... Uh, I, I honestly don't even recall if he dialed. Yeah. It was just, here's a phone and uh, I'm talking to my mistress now. Yeah. And then when he's talking, uh, when they when he gets to call at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, your friend's dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like... That makes him want to kill himself. Yeah. Just, just, I, I mean, I don't know. I, just to me, him opening up that drawer and there being a phone, I laughed when that happened. Sure. The most maddening use of it was Answer Me. 1,000%. Answer Me's use of the phone 
was batshit crazy. The only time I enjoyed the episode was when it was just the phone ringing. <laughs> Which is also incessant yeah. throughout the episode. The only uh, part of it that gives you relief is when she's murdered by the phone. Yes. <laughs> um, but the conversation that she had, literally the other person on the other end could, would just hold the phone up to somebody else <laughs> to show them that this person does not know how a phone works. <laughs> like, like, they're making that face like, can you believe this bitch? That's fucking talking here. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, God. She was, this is a half an hour of my life. <laughs> this is a phone conversation that she has in that episode. Do you think... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Lauren, Lauren. I don't know if it's Lauren, so don't backtrack me. Lauren, I, I can't believe it. I mean, I'm here in New York City. I flew in. I'm tired. I can't get any rest. And here I am in New York City. And your neighbor's phone keeps ringing in the, ringing the night off. And I didn't get any sleep. No, not a single wink. And then I went to bed. And then I woke back up. And I can't believe you would rent me an apartment. You would sublet me an apartment where I have to go on an audition where there is a phone ringing next to me over and over and over That's again. That's at least 15 minutes of this episode. Yeah. Why didn't she just unplug the phone? Oh, you should have been the writer. <laughs> Congratulations, every episode of Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> you have no idea how a phone works. A phone? It works? An award? Me? Already? Goodbye. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's do two more. Okay. Do you want to... I would would like to do best harpy shrew wife because we've (laughs) we've had a handful of these. I love it. So we've got the... um, the wife in Painkiller, who, while Harvey is on the floor in pain. Oh, my God. Harvey, is that my good blanket? Harvey, are you eating caramel? Harvey, you haven't moved off the floor. Yeah. He is doubled over in pain. And she's like, hey, you piece of garbage. <laughs> what are you doing? That is where that that's the episode that we played the Stelladora Breakfast Treats commercial for first. Although that could have just as easily been the uh, anniversary dinner couple. That could have been the anniversary couple dinner, the anniversary dinner couple, as I should have said. But word processor of the gods. Oh yeah, had another shrew wife. Yes, so she's the second harpy shrew of a wife. Who would scream at him about computers and how computers didn't make any sense. And I don't remember what she said, but I just remember she was awful. And she was eater of the uh, pyramid of donut holes. Later! (laughs) Then? Everyone in Grandma's Last Wish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's... It really is a a, a hard call between uh, 
um, the mom and daughter. Yeah. In in uh, Grandma's Last Wish, they were both just equally worthless human beings. Right. And. Oof. Oh. The archetype is painkiller. Yes. But the panache is in Grandma's Last Wish. Yes. The way that she takes that pastry away from her husband <laughs> is like, no. It's like, oh, I've got your balls for life. <laughs> for life. Like, I, I can eat a full one of these, but you do not get one of these. Well, But then there's the daughter constantly yelling at the mom. Well, she's got to talk to Buzz. I mean, yeah, she's, yeah. I just, what's scary to me is that we now know all of these characters. Like, mm-hmm. all of these shows are witnessed by us and living in our memories. Yep. Taking place of some math that I yeah, learned I was going to say, they, they pushed out something important yeah. that I needed to know. My birth date? No. <laughs> Grandma's last wish? You mean the episode where... Pull up a chair. <laughs> Pull up a hibachi and I'll tell you all about where it. Where Greta falls in love with Buzz? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt. What? Who's the winner? Grandma's last wish. The winner! Grandma's last wish. Um, unfortunately, Grandma could not be here. Her, her last wish was to not appear on this podcast. <laughs> do you think it's time to wrap up with... Well, we need to do worst episode. We well, Yeah, those will be our last two. I think, is that it? Is uh, best episode, worst episode. So let's just briefly talk about uh, some of our all play things here. Okay. Um... Favorite alternate title. Mm. So let's go to sheet one and see if we can find a favorite alternate title. Uh, I think my favorite alternate <laughs> title was for Answer Me, uh, Matt, and it was your title, uh, Submitted for Your Approval, The Acting Reel of Joan Matlin. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I like that. I like that. I liked, um, oh, God, who said on the tear collector the alternate title of I'm Not Wet Yet? That's you. (laughs) Oh, good for me. (laughs) I like that one pretty good. Uh, For uh, word processor of the gods, yours was misogyny for one, uh, and mine was uh, dumb, dumb, press delete. <laughs> dumb dumb press delete is pretty great. Oh, the ones for slippage were great. Oh, slippage was sometimes I get sad. Yep. And the incredible shrinking asshole. Yes. <laughs> uh and then for painkiller, uh yours was time to make the dead wife. <laughs> 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 and mine was Heladoro. Very nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. One uh one more thing to talk about before we get to our last two commentaries or last two awards. Well, I have uh some awards were uh were were submitted for uh for you gentlemen. 
Uh, and so I would like to present those to you what? right now. Oh my! Uh, I... I have to get the the bag, but so. that were submitted for us. Yes. Now this goes to Matt Rose for joining <laughs> the podcast. You get the Ambrose Cavender salute to tear collection. Now you <laughs> cannot actually. <laughs> You can't collect tears in this yet, but it could be turned into a tear collection vessel. So, <laughs> Matt, that's that's for you. Oh my, thank you. Yeah, that's incredibly fancy. That is fan. That is this is literally the fanciest thing that I own. Now, Matt Nas, you really you really captured the struggle of the the distress. Of of grandma in grandma's last wish and the distress she had over not getting her olives. So because you have oh that no. so well, here is a three pound seven ounce can of distressed olives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for you. Wow, that is that is a lot of sliced olives. <laughs> Never opening. This. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it does have the distress label on it. <laughs> Why are those distressed? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't already have those, did you guys? No, I no, didn't. Okay, no, great. no, no. I had the distressed olives, though. So it's oh, a good okay. Thing. Oh, this is it's, perfect. Yeah, that, that it worked been, out well. That would have been yeah. seven pounds. So <laughs> <distressed> <laughs> Where on earth did you get these? Uh, a food warehouse in South Florida. Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been to South Florida since we watched this episode. It's Christmas. <laughs> Which means that you've just had a whole <laughs> thing of sliced olives <laughs> laying about of your house. Stress sliced olives. <laughs> Just whatever story you imagine about those olives is better than what I'm going to tell you. So just <laughs> enjoy the ride. That's a, that's that's gift part two. <laughs> Guys, it's a giant can of olives. It's Holy really... shit. Think wow, about grandma is, would feel. Yeah. That is a heavy thing of olives, man. I would have thought it was more than three and a half pounds. Me too. Yeah. Three pounds, seven ounces. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Hey, enjoy it as part of this complete breakfast. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Jen, you are an absolute treat and a delight. Oh, Thank Matt. you so much. Of course. For a gift that could only be called ready for the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but now we'll be held on to for sentimental reasons. <laughs> And what a story we'll have. Uh. <laughs> Daddy, what's that big tub of sliced green olives there? Well, son, your dad was a younger man of almost 40. Satan, <laughs> Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> and that's it. Let's do it. All right. Best episode. Your nominees are... Inside the closet. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs>
inside the closet was so far and away. There the is no episode. other episode that's even touching this episode yeah. in season one. Well, when we finish all of them, we'll do the best one of the series. But mm-hmm. this this episode's untouchable. Yep, it's unfucking touchable. Yeah. Worst episode. Worst episode. There is more contenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the nominees are. Uh, nominees are Jin No Chaser, Answer Me, Word Processor of the Gods, Mookie and Pookie, If the Shoes Fit, and Bigelow's Last Smoke. <sighs> there are three that really jump out at me right now. That's Jin No Chaser, yep. Answer Me, yep. and If the Shoes Fit. I'd be okay just focusing on those three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Did words processing about the gods is bad. It's certainly a bad episode. But it's not the worst. It, when you hold it up next to Jin No Chaser, answer me and if the shoes fit. Bigelow's Last Smoke is bad? Is bad. But these, these three are incomprehensible. So... Do you have a front runner? Does anybody have a front runner? Since I wasn't here for Jinno Chaser or Word Processor of the Gods, it's hard for me to really make that decision because I was only here for We really gave you short shrift. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Well, we really we we tried to keep you out of the bad ones. We tried to protect you. <laughs> Thank you. I yes. appreciate it. Um, so, uh, but I mean, uh, that being said, it doesn't sound, and I, it, w- <laughs> um, we, we did, uh, watch a little bit of, uh, of Jin No Chaser and if the shoes fit just doesn't seem on the same level of bad and I wasn't able to uh to watch word processor mm-hmm. um but i have a feeling just just listening to what y- what you two were saying um is that it it was a it was a larger pile of garbage um but yeah. it had it had flaws i answer me did you see you did not see answer me did you that was travis yeah that was travis damn it we're going for start to finish awful. Okay. There are a few moments of if the shoes fit that are tolerable. Mm-hmm. So does that eliminate if the shoes fit? I don't know because the ending is so awful. Just seeing his balls. The the end. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot about that part. Um, but also just the the joke talk. The yeah. joke, oh. joke, 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 There were joke. nine jokes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... That mm. was really bad. That was. So for If the Shoes Fit, Matt Noss, you gave it two clown noses. Matt Rose, you gave it three clown noses. Uh, Mike, McGettigan, Mike McGettigan gave it one clown nose. For Answer Me, Travis gave... Uh, I'm sorry. <coughs> Answer Me, Matt Noss, you gave it three Hungry Man dinners. I gave it two Hungry Man Dinners. Uh, Travis gave it four Hungry Man Dinners. Wow. I, I'm, 
I'm remembering it a lot less favorably yeah. now. Gin No Chaser, you gave it two magic lamps. I gave it one magic lamp. And Mitch Sosha gave it three magic lamps because he did not know what else to compare it to. <laughs> hmm. So your rating was the same for If the Shoes Fit and Gin No Chaser. Uh, I was so. You have to say Gin. I no have Chaser. to say Gin No Chaser because while the other ones were just stunningly bad, I was excited to watch Answer Me with you because I thought it would be more upsetting to you. <laughs> it was like sitting here now. I'm like, but Answer Me is so bad. Yeah. Answer Me was fun to watch in. That first 30 seconds when you think, oh, this can't be all this is. And then 45 seconds. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're doing it for the whole time. Yeah. The realization that this is a one woman show. (laughs) Was like a horror movie. Yeah. (laughs) So in a way, it is a horror. It is a horror episode. But in a different way. It's yeah, just well, psychological horror on you. <laughs> you're, you're the victim. Yes. <laughs> Here, here's something funny. Okay, so uh, I showed Matt the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar part where he says the incomparable Lena Horn. Even fast forwarding through that episode, I was like, oh, this episode. Like, I never want to see that episode again no i for me gin no chaser is the worst episode the forced jokes that asshole how Uh, wonderful his wife is and that he's the worst that he's like i gotta get back to the crazy bin because he thinks that the genie is still on the loose it was all a shitty like forensics competition monologue of him talking to that uh that therapist the slow pan up in the straight jacket. Uh. All right, it's Gin No Chaser. It's Gin No Chaser. I already closed my computer because it's dead. I have no battery left, so this is the end of the transmission. Hope you enjoyed season one. Guys, I had so much fun. Even for <laughs> all of these terrible episodes. <laughs> for the terrible episodes, for the creamy middles, for the ones, the handful that we did recommend. and We um, recommended eight? We did. So we that recommended uh, Levitation, which surprised me. Was Levitation good? We levitation all... was good. Okay, I, I we remembered it, it not being good, but then I looked and we had all given it seven Moroccan cabinets. Um, so we recommended that you guys recommended the madness room. Yes. Mm -hmm. I did not. Uh, we recommended anniversary dinner. We did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we recommended in the cards. I liked in the cards. I liked in the cards. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. Uh, uh, we recommended, uh, inside the closet and it was our only must watch of the season. Yep. We recommended The Odds. That was a good app. Yep. Uh, we recommend, well, good Christ. Uh, 
You gave I'll give you a million seven soul contracts. Really? Yeah. It, it was only our third episode, though. Yeah, so we I didn't, just didn't have the know. scale right yet. <laughs> yeah, you gave it seven. I gave it five, and and you recommended the episode. Yeah, I think I in later episodes regret that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I even state like I kind of yeah didn't know right how deep this rabbit hole was. You only know you don't know what you don't know. You know. Yeah, quality is a subjective term. Right. Uh, and then trick or treat episode one we recommended to watch. Which is also a surprise. Not necessary. I mean, it's not a good app, uh, but it's the first app. Yeah. <coughs> you gave it five and a half skulls. I give it six skulls. That seems a little bit more on point. Yeah. That, uh, that to me, um, would indicate something that at least isn't painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I am really shocked that it was that high. Yeah. I really, you know, I mean, when I think back to when I was a kid watching the show, mm-hmm. because it was on late and I was already kind of tired, and my older brother and sister had already kind of built it up, I think that the intro was the scariest part of I the think entire so too. show. It's yeah, still we've the learned that. Yeah. Part, yeah. And uh, th- maybe, like, maybe one of the things that. I actually ever saw was uh, what in in the closet was mm-hmm. that what it is? inside the closet or inside the closet. Uh, maybe that was one of the only ones that I ever actually saw. And so it was like every episode of this show is terrifying. I can't get past the intro. So I'm just going to like fake yawn and then like cover your in, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a me move or like, I'm just gonna TJ hooker is on somewhere else. <laughs> Matt, we have one TV. Uh-huh. It's on my tablet. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no. no. Did, didn't Dad tell you? Tales I have, of the I have a TV. Yeah, I, I have a TV, too. No, I'm just going to listen to It's a Small World on, on my uh, <laughs> my little tykes. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I love that song. It's a great song. We're good, right? Everything's cool. The mail must go through. The mail must go through. That was like this golden book I had. It was about the mail. Guys, <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. Matt, so excited that you will now watch every episode of yeah. season now, two. And you know what? Like, if every single one of the episodes in season two is a total turd, that's okay. Because at least I get to watch it with you two. Yay. So, yeah. All right. I am fully on board. I cannot wait. Yay. Excellent. And listening audience, you get to follow along with us, too. We would love it uh, if you would do us a few solid favors. Number one, if you're on iTunes, give us a review. It helps us. It helps other people find our show. Uh, we we are grateful for everybody who's reached out in our first season. And uh, we cannot wait to meet more Tales from the Dark Side fans in season two. Absolutely. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, right. <laughs> If you have any questions about the show, feel free to reach out to us. We are at T from the Dark Side on Facebook. Mm-hmm. TDS Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. What else? That's it, Other right? stuff we don't use. Other stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we really don't use our Tumblr, do we? No. Nobody uses Tumblr. Nah. 
All right. All right. Um, also, if you were listening to this and we totally got something wrong, if if uh, Mookie and Pookie is your absolute favorite episode, let us know on Facebook. Shoot us a message. We'll talk about it next time. We love hearing from you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last favor this week. You know, we're entering summer months. We're, mm-hmm. we're not there yet, but we're almost to the first day of summer. Guys, try to enjoy the daylight. The daylight. Try to enjoy it. Matt, what do you think? I am I'm fully in support of people enjoying the daylight. Or at least trying to. Bye. Bye, season one. We'll see you later. See ya. Don't open that closet door. Bye. <laughs> you should know he's into taxidermy. <laughs> he knows Don't give t- anyone your tears. <laughs> Bye. <coughs> he's just a He's just a false prophet. Don't get in the hot tub. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. And hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook Instagram and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.